The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Power Hour, Friday, final show of the week. PJ Glasser and Mark Drumheller, and what a show it has been. We had Minty, Minty Bets on earlier talking about the UFC. We had our guy Johnny Venezion to talk college baseball. Cody Zeeb joined us to talk about the Daytona 500. Zach Badgerhouse talked about NBA All-Star Weekend, and then we just had Casey Hudson on to join us and talk about the NHL. Devils Flyers tomorrow, a little stadium series out at MetLife. Our guy Mark Drumheller will be there. Mark, you fired up for that? What's the weather supposed to be like in, uh, in I'm MetLife sure it's going to be cold. Yeah, you got bundled yeah. up for this one. So it's going to be cold. These outdoor games are a little bit different, but it'll be a lot of fun. It's good to get out there. So uh, the crowd should be fun. You know, we're going in, we're, we're on the road, so it's not going to be like in Philadelphia, but um, I'm excited for the game. Those types of games are always unique and always, a, you know, a lot of fun to be a part of. What's what's the part of like your body that you always have to have covered if it's cold out? Like, is it the ears? Is it the nose, the hands, feet? Like, what's the, what's Man. the place tomorrow that... All of the above. <laughs> I got to take care of the feet, man. If the feet are cold, yeah. I feel like it just it just kills it. It just kills it. It just ruins it. So, so true. Uh, you know, a couple pairs of socks will be out there. Maybe some heat warmers. You know, won't be a oh, problem. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll you know I'll find a beverage to warm us up. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what we need to do out there. You're so right about the feet. Once the feet get cold, it's it's like you know it's when over, you step man. in a puddle. 
Like once the feet are yeah. wet, once they're cold, it's it's game over. So I'm with you there. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, neither of us will be out in Indianapolis this week for the NBA All-Star Weekend. That'll be pretty cool, too. What's your favorite event of All-Star Weekend? You like the three-point contest, slam dunk? Like what? what's your favorite one? I think I probably like three-point more than slam dunk because it's less – subjective right you know what i mean like it's it's a results it's more results based right you know it, it mm-hmm. comes down to volume and, and accuracy and i i think i like that a little bit better but not a huge like all-star game festivities guy not a big fan of all-star games in, in general yeah. but it, it's gonna be a lot of fun i think there's a lot of interesting ways you can bet it like especially with the three-point contest uh, me personally like i think that maybe all these numbers that come out will be a little bit inflated, right? Maybe you bet the unders. Do you just bet unders across the board? There are certain players you bet unders on, but uh, that's how I think I would attack it. I mean, don't you think that well, they're probably taking a lot of over money? There's probably not a lot of sharp money pouring in to really, you know, make the market efficient. So I, I don't know. It probably might be some value in just grabbing some of these unders and just hoping for some bricks. Oh, no, no question. I I bet you most of the professionals are going to bet like every under in all of these on every Mm -hmm. player, right? And just hope that you get more. Like that's what they do in the Super Bowl, right? Like everybody wants to bet overs. Nobody wants to root for an under. So that's what they're going to do in the the three-point contest. So I totally agree with you there. I also agree that I like the three-point contest better than uh, Slam Dunk. The Slam Dunk just hasn't been the same recently. They've tried, like, different ways to make it, like, more engaging and make it better. But you're right. The three-point, it's simple. It's not subjective. We know what it's going to be every year. And what's cool about it is they have gotten, like, the best players in the league to compete in it. You know, the best shooters. Whereas, obviously, the Slam Dunk contest where we're just, like, begging for the superstars to do it year after year. So it was great back in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Certainly just hasn't been that way as of late. Uh, Three-point contest, Damian Lillard's the favorite right now, plus 360. Malik Beasley, plus 500, along with Therese Halliburton. Trey Young's plus 550. Laurie and Jalen Brunson, plus 625. Donovan Mitchell, plus 700. And Carl Anthony Towns at plus 800. Mark Drumheller, if I gave you a free $100 bet and you could put it on anybody in the three-point contest, who are you taking? I think I put it on Cat, man. I think he's shown he can do it. He's he's He seems like the type of player that can just fire. Like, his form is very repeatable, right? Like, it's not like he, he has to get a ton of lift. Like, he can just launch these shots, high volume, watch them drop. I like Cat here. I mean, listen, Lillard, I think, is the favorite for a reason, but he hasn't really shot the three great this year, right? Has he? I mean, I don't know. I'm not not too excited to bet Lillard at this price. Malik Beasley, I think, is interesting because he's, I mean, you know, he's been lights out this year from three. So if he gets hot, he could be a lot of problems. But it's, again, it's volume-based. You got to get these off. You got to, it's consistency. You know, there's a lot that goes into it, but I like the, Towns, I like people who've shown they've been able to do it. Lillard's done it, you know, really just perform in this contest at a high level, even if they haven't won. Yeah, I mean, Towns is interesting, especially at the price. And, you know, being a bigger guy and kind of the way he shoots, he shouldn't have to take that much effort, like shot after shot, which certainly helps. That's stuff like I think about. I'm kind of going with Brunson at 625. I don't know why. I just feel like Brunson's going to be good at something like this. He's got a very repeatable Mm -hmm. motion. He's smooth, lefty, same spot every time. 
And uh, it just seems like, you know, the big events, the big occasions, he kind of rises to those moments. He's played in national championships before. He's great in big moments for the Knicks. So at that price, plus 625 for Jalen Brunson, I'll take a shot with that at the three-point contest. There's also odds for which player is going to have the longest streak of threes made during the three-point contest. I like Trey Young for that at plus 550 of those mm-hmm. guys. Because we know when Trey gets hot, man, he gets hot. And he could make them in bunches. Yeah. So plus 550 for Trey Young. Like, certainly Dame can get hot at times. I mean, all these guys can. They're all NBA players. They can all shoot. But Trey Young at that price at plus 550 stood out for me for longest consecutive makes. That's a great look, PJ. And that's like, when Trey gets hot, it's like dropping a, you know, throwing a rock into the ocean. You can't miss. Yeah. I, I think I like that better than just betting the outright winner. Like, I'd rather bet Trey Young at that price than, than play the outright winner. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, certainly not going to argue with you there. So, yeah, again, like you said, there's different ways that you can kind of bet the All-Star game. You can take over-unders for specific guys. You can bet them to win. Or you can bet longest streak of uh, of makes throughout the event. Also, the dunk contest. We talked about this with Zach. He's on Jalen Brown. I liked his reasoning at plus 20, uh, 525. Mark, I just don't know if anybody's going to beat Mac McClung, man. Like, he he was born to be in the slam dunk contest. Like, he's such a creative, good dunker. With that being said, I would not lay minus 225 with him. Uh, but I don't know if Jalen Brown would even be my second play. Like, I think I would go with Toppin before I would go with Brown. But certainly McClung would be my play. I, like, I don't know how slam dunk contest betting works i don't know if it's something that you can bet live while it's going on i would assume you can but like that would be my strategy hope that mcclung like misses maybe his first attempt one of these other guys get a high score his price drops and then you jump on mac mcclung and maybe something close to like even money that's the way i would bet it if you're able to bet it live which i think you probably should be able to but i just can't make a case for any of these other guys even though i like zach's reasoning it was a good one I think McClung's winning this event. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I'm going to be betting, you know, the slam dunk contest. I, it reminds me a lot of the awards market, right? Because there's just so much subjectivity. There's so much narrative. Like, it's really like you're betting on a group of people's opinion here. And and that makes it really tough. Like, in awards market, like, unless I'm absolutely sure they're going to win, I don't want to lay minus 250. You know, we're always looking for those long shot values. There's players that are starting to play well that have a ton of potential and upside at these big numbers. Like, that's how you attack it. That's how I would attack slam dunk contest, not to take the favorite. Although I think he's probably going to win. I think McClung's going to win the thing, but I don't want to lay 250 into this type of market. And I don't think there's a big, you know, again, like, you know, even at plus 650, plus 700 with Hawkins Jr., I don't think that's enough value to take them. So, for me, it's probably going to be a no bet. But I agree with you. Like, I think it's McClung, but it's just hard to lay that kind of chalk into, you know, again, a slam dunk contest where it's so subjective. It's so much, you know, it's, it's just up to people's opinion. If you had the athletic ability to participate in the three-point contest, the slam dunk contest, or the home run derby, which one would you want to compete in? I would probably do the three-point contest. Now, I could hit some threes back in my day. I could not dunk. So, you know, there was no dunking. You could get me whatever you want. You know, springs, what the Reebok pumps they used to have back in the day. You can get whatever you want. I'm not getting to that rim. So, I was an outside guy. Take the outside shot. 
Um, so the threes I can hit, I can hit some threes so I can do that, especially if I don't have anybody guarding me. I mean, that makes it easy. You know, I don't have to, I'm a catch and shoot guy, but I would do that home run derby. I feel like that really messes with them. Like, I feel like there is really something that happens when they go through that process to where they end up not being able to repeat what they did in the first half of the season. So I wouldn't want to mess myself up in the home run derby, but I'll shoot some threes. See, I think I would want to be the, do the derby. I think that'd be so electric. Just trying to hit absolute nukes, just swing after swing after swing. Like I think that'd be really fun. Um, so I would probably go with the, the derby. You're at the mercy of the pitcher. You're at the mercy yeah, of the pitcher. This is it's true. not like a pitching machine. So you know, you get a bad pitcher, and you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're you're trying to like, you know, you're swinging at stuff at your ankles, trying to lift it out of the park. I would get frustrated. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. See, I think the slam dunk contest, I think the slam dunk contest would be the most pressure, you know, like the Derby certainly could be too, if you don't hit that many, or I guess three point, if you don't make any either, but like the slam dunk contest, you're just kind of out there by yourself and like trying to do all these cool tricks. And like, if you don't make one, I just think like it'd be more embarrassing than fun, you know, even though trying out all these new tricks. So, uh, yeah, three-point contest, home run derby, I think both of those would certainly be cool. So we have those two events obviously going on. Then we have the skills challenge going on as well. Three different teams. You have team top picks at plus 125, team all-stars at plus 185, and team pacers at plus 220. So team top picks, as you would imagine, is made up of number one picks. Anthony Edwards, Victor Wemanyama, and Paolo Boncaro. They're the favorites. Team all-stars is Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young at plus 185. And then the Pacers team at plus 220 is Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and Miles Turner. I actually like Team All-Stars, Mark. So this th- this challenge is going to be like a combination of a bunch of different things, you know, dribbling, passing, shooting, all that. And I feel like those three guys, I mean, all, all the teams have like talented players, but I just think the shooting of all three is going to be key in something like this. And Scotty Barnes is like a great do-it-everything player. I like the price at plus 185. So if you had to give me a bet on a team, I'll take uh, I'll take the team All-Stars plus 185. I could not agree with you more. When I looked at this, I was like, definitely not the team Pacers. And the team number one picks, I like Anthony Edwards, but I can't trust those other guys in this type of competition, right? It's passing, it's accuracy, it's running through. Um, and you got like quick guys, like, like Maxi. Trey Young, like they're going to be able to do this very quickly, very, very efficiently. I think they're going to be able to put a lot of pressure on the other teams. And, you know, you're getting a good price here, right? You're not getting the, you know, plus 140 with the team top picks. You get a little bit of extra, uh, you know, at the dollar 80 with uh, the team all stars. But the Pacers, I-, I wish I could bet that the Pacers will come in last. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's I wish- what I, if there's a market for that, I will take that because I think it's going to be like down it. to the, the other teams. They're just putting that in there for the people of Indy, which is great. Love to see it, yep. but I'm I'm from Philadelphia. I got to go with Maxi. I got to go with Team All Stars. Of course, of course you do. Look, I actually really like that play. I think they're going to win. I I'm surprised that they're not the favorites. So I get you know the number one team is Anthony Edwards, but and you know Boncaro is really good. Wembyama too, but I think for something like that, I'm absolutely riding with Team All Stars. At the end of the day, they're All Stars for a reason. They can do multiple things. The last uh, event, which should be interesting, is the Rising Stars Tournament. You have four different teams that compete in this: Team Pow, Team Tamika. 
Team Jalen and Team Detlef. So what they did is like last week, they did a draft of who they wanted to pick. Obviously, it's rookies, young players, and uh, they will. So it's obviously four teams. Two of the teams will play. They'll play one another, and then the winner of each game will kind of play in the championship. I believe it's the first of 40, and then it's like a target score. There's no, there's no time or anything like that. Um, and then the winner is obviously the winner of the bet. So Team Pow is the favorite because they have the two top picks from this year's NBA draft, Lemon Yam and Brandon Miller, but also they play Team Detlef that is made up of all players that are like G League Ignite. So their team is all like G League guys, Team Detlef. That's why they're plus 750. Team Jalen, Team Tamika, and Team Pow are made up of, like I said, rookies or up-and-coming players. So Weminyama, Brandon Miller, and Jaime Jaquez are some notables off of Team Pau. Team Tamika, Paolo Banquero, Jaden Ivey, Keegan Murray, Scoot Henderson, Keontae George. Team Jalen, Chet Holmgren, Benedict Matherin, Shaden Sharp, Jalen Williams, Derek Lively. So, I mean, the teams are, are pretty good. I think Team Pow, though, has the big advantage, Mark, because they play Team Detlef in the first round. So that's why they're favorites. That's who I'm riding with is Team Pow. Any thoughts uh, for you here in the next 30 seconds? Yeah, I love myself some plus 800. Give me Team Detlef. This is their guy's Super Bowl. I definitely think they're coming to shock the world. <laughs> I love it. That'd be awesome if you had a plus 800 in the uh, NBA All-Star tournament that'd be a lot of fun we're gonna talk nba big picture now we'll come back look at some futures bets during the power hour pj glasser mark drumheller we'll be right back with you better you bet presented by bet mgm <laughs> on the bet ql network Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM here during the Power Hour. Couple segments left for us. We're on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Also on twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports. And you can watch us for free on the Odyssey app. Haven't given an update in a little bit on the Genesis Invitational. Patrick Cantlay marks building himself a little bit of a lead. He's at 11 under right now. A couple of guys behind him at 8 under. They're showing my guy right now who I took to win the tournament, uh, Victor, Victor Hobbler, who's got to get up and down here on the 15th. And, oh, nearly made it. It's got a par putt coming up. Can't lay those plus 130 to win the tournament. Jason Day's plus 900. Then you got Xander at 12 to 1. Scotty Scheffler at 16 to 1. Luke List, 20 to 1. And uh, some other guys in the 25 to 30 to 1 range as well. But what do you think, Mark? Is Can't lay going to finish the job? Three shot. He's still on the 14th hole, by the way. So he's either got a chance to build this lead or he's got a chance to come down to the pack as well. Yeah, I like to bet against people, so I would probably think that this opens up some live betting opportunities, right? Nobody wants to see someone just run it from, you know, day one all the way through, and it's hard to do. It's hard to just carry the lead and run it all the way through, so um, I, I'm going to be looking at some of these other guys further down the board. I mean, listen, our guy Max Home, a big day today. Um, if he can continue that tomorrow on Saturday, he's going to be right in the mix. That'll make me pretty happy. Yeah, he shot a six under today, so he's up uh, to four to under. 
Yeah, I know. I wish I wish he shot like a three under yesterday. It would have made uh would have made life a little easier. Can't lay with a nice Wouldn't lag putt here. He's gonna tap in for a par on the fourteenth hole. So uh we'll see what happens. A lot of golf left. This back nine at Riviera is really, really tough. Can't lay's got some tough holes upcoming. So we will keep you posted on that. Mark, we were talking about NBA All-Star Weekend last segment. We didn't get to the All-Star game itself. The West is favored by two and a half over the East. They're going back to the Eastern versus Western Conference. Do you like that they're going back to just the original conferences, or did you enjoy the fantasy draft? No, I, I like the conferences. I, I'm a little more old school with this stuff. Like, you know, don't make it too complicated. I feel like humans, you know, mess things up too much sometimes. And, you know, this can be nice and easy, West versus East, easy for the kids to follow. That's what you want, right? You want the kids to be able to kind of get into it, like, so they grow up liking, you know, the event. So, um, I, I liked it. It's East versus West. When I look at this number, though, I'm not sure two and a half is high enough, man. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the West, too. What I like about the West yeah. is I think they're going to have a bunch of tryhards on their team. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think Anthony Edwards and SGA are going to go, like, all out, and they're going to be guys starting in the game, which I like. Obviously, Giannis will be playing hard. Steph's going to shoot a bunch of threes. LeBron, Durant, like, they'll all be in there. But... I think Anthony Edwards and SGA are the difference. Like they're going to be playing really hard as whereas like the East, you know, Dame, Giannis, Jason Tatum, like they've been in tons of all-star games. So like this does nothing for them. Right. I mean, Jokic, obviously like nobody wants Jokic on their team in an all-star game, but he's going to be effective. He's going to have some great passes. He's going to have some great alley-oops. So I, uh, I'm with you. I like the West minus two and a half. What, how, like, how much plus money would you need to bet the under in an NBA All Star game, even at three sixty three and a half? Would you need Would you need like plus two hundred to bet the under? Probably. Why would I want to do that to myself though? Why would you want to like I don't betting know. unders is hard enough. Like it's hard enough watching these games, just you know, praying that you know good things don't happen. It's ultimately what you're doing is, and you know, in a basketball game, praying shots get missed you know praying fouls don't get called and in a game like this where i that just sounds torturous to me to play the under like i i would need a really really good price i don't think i would want to do that no i i couldn't i couldn't do it especially in a game like that like mark who out there you're not gonna enjoy it you're that's the thing like who out there is convincingly telling themselves I love the under in the all-star game on like nobody is saying that (laughs) nobody is willingly betting the under the only see I would be somebody to bet the under just because I love being a contrarian but even so I could never do it in a game like that just because like you said you know there's going to be obviously a bunch of dunks but there's also going to be a bunch of three-pointers and you just got to hope that there's a stretch where both teams are just, you know, missing some threes. Like that's really because if they're hitting their threes, mm-hmm. you got absolutely no chance in the game. So yeah, you we'll play see. a little bit of defense. The guy who plays a lick of defense, everybody kind of stares at him like, "What are you doing, man? Like, relax, chill out." <laughs> I mean, so it's you know, this type of game's different, man. I, and betting an under it just sounds terrible. Man, the best year was when uh, was when Kobe passed and they played the All Star game. Do you remember that like fourth quarter? How yes. like into it everybody was like it was. that. It was great. That man. was great. 
that was great. Now, I don't know if that'll ever happen again, but the intensity, like watching all the best players really – Kyle Lowry was, like, taking charges every – I'm like, I don't know if we need to go that far, but, like, it was awesome <laughs> to see. Like, guys are just competing. No, it was really, really cool. Uh, as for the NBA futures market, uh, Mark, we've talked a little bit about this throughout the week. Are you surprised at how big the gap is between Boston and the rest of the teams? Like, Boston is plus 120 to win the East. Milwaukee is plus 300. Then you have the Knicks at plus 700 and the Cavs at plus 900. Do you think the gap is as big as it is because they view Boston as such a better team or they just look at the other teams in the East and it's kind of like a process of elimination where you're saying this team won't win it because of this. This team won't win it because of this. And Boston just has the, the fewest question marks. Yeah, I think Boston wins the East. I think that's really what it comes down to. And, and the gap might look wide, but I really – I think it's warranted, especially now with, like, Milwaukee's response to Doc Rivers, which is just terrible, right? You know, so Milwaukee – if you wanted to believe that that would shake things up to where, you know, make Milwaukee – put Milwaukee into a situation where they could come out of the East, um, you can't like what you see, you know, right now. So I, I don't – I think that's really the one team that you could – convince yourself you know has the the roster and the talent to kind of compete with Boston but I I don't think so I think it's Boston and then it's everybody else and I'm not that huge on Boston but I just think we're trying to convince ourselves now like we talk about the Knicks and oh the Knicks could do it you know if the Knicks are 100% healthy and Jalen Brunson you know comes up big in huge games but Boston's just that much better and and Cleveland I, I see people now you know talking themselves into the Cleveland Cavaliers. The team that got to the playoffs last year and said, we were scared to death. We didn't know what to do, right, in the first round of the playoffs. And now we are now we think, you know, a couple months later, all of a sudden we want to bet them to, you know, win the East. I can't do that. Maybe they do. I don't know. Donovan Mitchell, right, couldn't get it done in Utah. Now he's going to get it done in Cleveland with this group this year. I don't think so. Maybe in the future, sure. But I'm not putting my money on them to do it with this group this year. And Miami, what they did last year was incredible, but that that's not repeatable. And the Sixers – can't win playoff game. They can't get a second round with Embiid. They're going to do it now with Embiid with, a, with no knee. So it is a process of elimination. Sure it is, a little bit. But the other part of it is Boston is really that much better than these other teams. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with you. What I love what the Celtics did too was how many times do we see in the NBA in sports in general, like teams are close and they just decide to blow it up because they keep – you know, they're short year after year after year, right? Obviously, Boston's been to an yeah. NBA Finals with Tatum and Brown. They've been to plenty of Eastern Conference Finals as well. But instead of like, you know, there were talks like in the offseason, are they going to re-sign Jalen Brown? Are they going to go in a different direction? They bring Brown back, and then they add pieces, right? They bring in Porzingis. They bring in Drew Holiday. Like, that's what I like is Boston knew they can win with Tatum and Brown. They just need to bring in more reinforcements. That's what they've done. So far up to this point, it's worked really well. The only thing that concerns me is Missoula as their head coach, you know, but I just think the talent discrepancy is so big as, as it is. And also, Mark, like the head coaches on the other teams don't scare me, right? I think the right. two that's best the, coaches, that's, that's the thing, right? Like I think the two best coaches on the team that could be contenders are Philadelphia and Miami. But obviously without Embiid, Philly's not a factor. And, I mean, Spoh's great. Is Miami going to get back again? Maybe. I don't think so. But it's like, I mean, Doc Rivers again. As a Sixers fan, 
What do you think was the number one factor that you like disliked the most about Doc Rivers? Like we all saw how they fell short in the postseason. What do you think was was the thing that personally as a fan, like you just didn't like at all? Yeah, I think he was stubborn in in certain ways, but I, I think Doc Rivers got a lot of blame for, you know, what happened during his tenure here. And I think some of that is because of what happened before he came to Philadelphia, right? And some of it is because of what happened in Philadelphia. I just think it was a bad marriage to begin with. Like, you have a team that's underachieving in the playoffs and unable to get to that next level. And then you bring a coach who, you know, just blew lead, you know, with the Clippers, that you know, up three to one. And, and he's supposed to be the guy to get you over the hump. So I, I think part of it was that, like, it was a tough situation for him to coach and to come in based on what happened in his last stop. And the other part of it is, is I don't think the culture was that great. And that, that was before Doc Rivers. And that it didn't change with Doc Rivers. But the team just in the playoffs it has not been able to get it done. And it's not just Embiid being banged up, but it's when players get banged up, it, they just – they don't respond. They just kind of give a lethargic effort, and they're just like, okay, like this is it. You know, them losing that game seven the way they did last year was just – I mean, that was just embarrassing. Like, that game was not mm. even competitive, you know? And, and I think that speaks to the culture, and we see it year after year. They have these series in the second round where they just kind of lay down, and sometimes they don't lay down the whole time, but – you know, and everyone wanted to give James Harden a lot of blame, too. He's doing okay with the Clippers. And if you remember that Boston series, he was the only reason they won two games. Like, he was lights out in two games. He was awful in the other ones. But the two games they won, he stepped up right. and, and scored a ton of points. So, um, And I'm not saying that James Harden was the answer if he would have stayed. I just think it's it was a combination of a lot of things, which usually is. But it's team culture. It's Doc Rivers. And then him having his history just, just made it really difficult. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. I mean, Harden was awesome in a couple games, and he was really bad in the others. Um, over on the Western Conference side, it's a little more interesting. Denver's a favorite at plus 225. Clippers are plus 240. We've been talking about this in college basketball, Mark, with Purdue. And you know what? If they win the national championship, great for them. You and I won't have any investment. <laughs> Until they show us that yep. they can do it, we're not going to back them. Are you the same way with the Clippers? Because we have been down this road so many times before, even though this year does feel a little bit different because of the Harden piece to go along with Kawhi and Paul George. Like, can you still back them in the futures market? Can you trust them to get to the finals, to win the finals? Where are you in the Clippers? Yeah, I'm waiting to see still. Like, I need to see it for longer. Like, I do believe that if they are healthy, they're probably going to come out of the West. Like, they would be my pick. But uh, you got to wait and see. Like, I, I think it's still a little too early to fire on them, even though the number, you know, is, you know, is getting shorter and shorter as they continue to play well. But there is part of me that is like, are they going to be able to stay healthy? And not only the question isn't just, are they going to be able to stay healthy, but what happens and what are those outcomes, right? If it's Paul George that goes down, can Harden and Kawhi carry, you know, the team? Can they win games that way? Then maybe that. If it's if it's Kawhi who goes down, I, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. Like, I don't know if Paul George and Harden can get the job done. So uh, there's a lot of different factors to consider. I haven't fed into this market yet. I, I like Minnesota. I like Minnesota. I think they have experience of being in these big series and having success, um, even though they weren't able to get over the hump. I think they can make the next step. And I, I'm, I like Anthony Edwards. And I think he can carry the team and, you know, they can hop on his back, follow his lead. I think it's possible. So if I'm looking, you know, outside of Denver, 
It's probably going to be Clippers if they're healthy. If not, I'll be targeting the Timberwolves. I like their defense. Really? Minnesota. I like it. Because that was going to be my next yeah. question for you was, you know, Minnesota and OKC, I think, are so comparable in so many ways just because they're young, up-and-coming teams. You got SGA and Ann Edwards kind of like – the leaders, the focal points, the franchise players, both teams are battling for a one seed. They're in the same division. I thought with the way that you were talking about OKC throughout the show, throughout the week, you would like them more, but you ride with Minnesota because of that defense. I like Edwards more. I like the experience more. And I think the, the, the important part of it is, is, you know, when things don't go wrong, are they going to be able to overcome adversity? Is Oklahoma City going to be able to do that? You know, and, and I think I have less confidence that they will. But yeah, I do like Minnesota over Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City reminds me a little bit of Sacramento last year, right? You know, they were lighting the beam. Everyone's excited. They're like, hey, we finally arrived. Playoff drought is over. But it it's tough to get over the hump, right? You know, uh, you know, getting in like that. And when you're trying to jump to the next level, I think Minnesota slowly getting there. And I, I do believe in – I think SGA is awesome. And, you know, if he's in the playoffs, could he carry the team? Sure. But I have more confidence that Edwards is, you know, more mature in the sense that, you know, he could really put the team on the back and the team would be willing to follow his lead. And he has Cat there, and they play defense. You ha- As much as we like offense, you have to be able to get stops in the playoffs. It's a half-court game, and I think that helps Minnesota. Any uh, – we got about 30 seconds left. Any thoughts on the Suns? Do you trust the Suns at all in the playoffs? No, I can't. I love Durant. I would love to see him do it, but that team is not going to be able to get stops when they need them. No, I'm with you. Patrick Cantlay just hit one to about six feet. He's got another great birdie attempt coming up, leading the Genesis Invitational by three shots. We wrap up the show, wrap up the week. Next year, You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ and Mark. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, Wrapping up the show here. We appreciate uh, everybody tuning in all week with us. Nick and Ken back on Monday. Appreciate everybody who joined us on the show today. Minty Betts joined us at 320. We talked some UFC 298 there. Mark, are you going to give out a uh, best bet at the end of the show in UFC 298? Oh, yeah. I'm going to give out three of them. So I got some bets Love lined it. up for the uh, for UFC. And I gotta, I'm got i going to play the college game tonight. And I got the NHL nice. game as well. So. All right. Love it. So there's a little tease for the people. So Minty joined us to talk some UFC 298. Mark's going to give out some bets in a bit as well. Johnny Venezia joined us to talk some college baseball. Opening day is underway. Jake Hassan is also going to give out some college baseball bets that he has for tonight. He's going to give those out in a bit. But Johnny VTV joined us. How good was Cody, Mark, talking the Daytona 500? I'm betting Kyle Bush to win. I don't know about you. Uh, are you going to tail Cody <laughs> on that 14 to one? I absolutely am. I absolutely am. Why not? Right. You know, a little Daytona, boom, boom. We'll get out there and make some money, hopefully. But it sounded like he liked Bush. All the tickets are coming in on Bush. I think there's value there. 
Now, be honest, Mark. What is like a sports venue that is like considered like a bucket list items for for sports fans, right? So, like Lambeau Field, the Masters, Wimbledon, Daytona. What, like, what is a sports bucket list item that like you really don't have much interest in ever attending? <laughs> My, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a great question, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Daytona, I'll probably never attend to. I mean, I'm I, sure I don't it's a great time, either. a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'll ever get there. And you know what? I think might be overrated, like the like the the Belmont, the Preakness, like the horse racing events. Like, I, I'm sure it's fun, but unless you're like an A list celebrity and you're really going to get be able to get down there and like really enjoy it, like I have feeling that's something that you would go to. And then if you're not like, you know, right there, you're just kind of part of the party, like out on the fringe. I'm not, I'm not sure how much fun it would be. I don't know. What about you? Have you ever been? So, uh, so oddly enough, the Preakness, I've never been to. My dad goes every single year. I'm sure I'll go one of these years. Um, the Belmont, I would only want to go to if there was a triple crown at stake, right? So if the horse won the Derby and the Preakness, then I think it would be fun to attend. Outside of that, no interest. The Derby, I think, would be awesome. Like, to go with your boys yeah. for a weekend, right? I actually yeah. did tour Churchill Downs, and our toy tour guy was telling us that if you go – to Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby, like they'll let you in. What people don't realize is there is a difference between being in and like seeing the actual race, right? Because I mean, there right. are hundreds of thousands of people on the ground. So, so only yeah. a good amount of people kind of see the actual race itself. And then the other people are there to hang out. Uh, Jake's writing in the chat about the Indy 500 and the snake pit. Now, see if I had my choice, I think I'd rather do the Indy 500 than I would the uh the daytona 500 like i think the indy cars look pretty freaking cool you get the brickyard you get the milk celebration at the end i just you know i think the indy 500 would be cooler than the daytona that's personally my preference um but yeah i'd love to do that have you ever been to like uh, a grand prix like that they're starting to do in the middle of those cities like they had in vegas this year in miami have you ever seen yeah. one of those I mean, I saw what they were doing in Vegas. It looks like it's, you know, led to a lot of construction. A lot of people were not happy with the traffic. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't. I've been to any kind of race like that. Like, none at all. Like, I've been to horse races live, but not, you know, not the big three, right? You know, and, and that's a lot of fun because you're right there in the action. It's a little bit of a different vibe. But, uh, yeah, no, no, no type of race, you know, outside of the horses. You know what was funny is when I was out uh, in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I was walking with a uh, horse racing Randy Moss, not the NFL Randy Moss, for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him that I was like a Maryland guy. My dad, my grandfather, big horse racing people. He said his favorite track and area is uh, is Del Mar out in San Diego. That's his favorite track. So ah. Randy, Randy says Del Mar is the best one. I'll, I'll take him for his world. He said if they could move the track of Saratoga – to the town of Del Mar in San Diego, he said it would be heaven. So that's uh, that's what he wow. likes. I've been to, I've been to Saratoga, love it, love it, great time. Been to Del Mar too, awesome as well. So we had Cody Zebon. He uh, talked some Daytona 500. Should make sure you go back and listen to that. Zach Badger House came on, gave out some great stuff in the NBA. He is all in on Jalen Brown winning the dunk contest. Mark and I don't have any dog in the fight, so we'll be rooting for Zach and hope that he cashes that. We also had Casey Hudson on and uh, talk some NHL as well. Are you betting your flyers tomorrow? Is that why you wore a little orange on the show today? Well, it's not why I wore the orange, but I would definitely <laughs> be betting them. I bet them every time I go. Like I said, five and I went to five games this year. They've won all five. 
Um, I bet them all. Add a couple parlays in there that we won. So the betting's been really good with the Flyers. We're going to keep the momentum rolling, uh, you know, as we go up to North Jersey, uh, you know, tomorrow. And hopefully come out with another win. I mean, I'm looking at these prices right now, getting plus money on the money line. I don't need no puck line. I'm not going to lay chalk with a puck line. We're going to win the game. That's I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, who needs the puck line? Just take your boys on the money line. Tonight, oh. kicking off in about 13 minutes over on ESPN, we got the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp are the two head coaches. Some notables on both teams. On Shannon Sharp's team, you have Micah Parsons, you have Jewel Lloyd, Walker Hayes, uh, Connor Daly, Quincy Isaiah as well. Team Stephen A. Smith, Jennifer Hudson, Meta World Peace, C.J. Stroud. So some notable names, Natasha Cloud from the WNBA as well. So uh, that gets going tonight as well, NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. Mark, if you were a big-time A-list celebrity and you were given the option to play in the celebrity game, would you do it? If I wasn't an athlete, yeah, sure, I'd definitely do it. I would have a ton of fun. I'm a little worried about C.J. Stroud, right? I mean, because C.J., <laughs> stay healthy. Like, that's what we want. Like, we don't want any kind of, you know, we want C.J. Stroud in the football field. He doesn't, you know, he can, I mean, we don't have to lock him in the training facility and not let him out, but this seems like a little risky, right? Yeah, it does. If I was a Texans fan, I probably wouldn't be tuning in to watch that because nothing good can come out from that. If I was a Cowboys fan, I would go to watching bed and Mike wake up when it's over. Like I wouldn't even want to be awake while the game was occurring. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not too thrilled that Micah Parsons is uh, competing in that either. So you got that going on tonight. It's time for our best bets, though. Time to drop the dope-ass beat here on a Friday every time. You make a wager at BetMGM. You earn BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM reward points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. Also download the BetQL app for all the tools you need to take down the sports books, including five-star plays like in College Hoops, St. Louis first half, money line against vcu mark before we get to our picks let's bring in our guy jake Hassan for some college baseball it's college baseball opening night jake what do you got tonight on the diamond we are so back hopefully it goes better than indiana today indiana just made me so incredibly mad red hot boiling rage on the first day can't wait awesome how could it possibly go wrong uh, i got two plays tonight and i'm going to be looking at the shriners classic in texas they're playing at the ranger stadium it's a great tournament a lot of really good teams we're going to start with oregon on the money line against oklahoma you might remember oklahoma last year went on an incredible run to end the season got into the tournament they flamed out in the tournament but still a really good run for them the ducks on the other hand made it to the super regional they ended up losing and obviously they end up losing uh to one of the teams that advanced to omaha they didn't quite make it but i still really like this ducks team i think they could be a force in the pac 12 they did lose their pitching coach at the end of the year but not to fear and this is a part of the reason i'm betting them tonight and pj you love a good narrative so do i you know who they hired to be their new pitching coach one blake hawksworth 
older brother of Aaron Hawksworth, host of BetQL no. Daily. We're going for it. We have to back the Hawksworths. We're taking Oregon on the money line. I love the spot. We have some narrative behind it, too. So we're taking the Ducks on the money line. And elsewhere, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm going opposite our guy, Johnny V. I'm taking Texas Tech on the money line tonight. It's scary because they're going against Tennessee, but they avoid Drew Beam tonight, Tennessee's best starter. And I always like when you get an upperclassman pitcher going against a freshman or sophomore. That's what you have tonight with Texas Tech. They got a junior with experience going against a Tennessee sophomore who's making one of his first starts ever. He only made one true start last year. So I like Tech on the money line as dogs tonight as well. Jake, love that. Great stuff about Hawksworth. I'm going to text her right now and tell her I'm betting extra innings in that game as well because, I mean, we got to. If a Hawksworth is involved, got got to go for overtime. Absolutely. That's what Jake likes tonight. Mark, what about you? What are you betting this weekend or tonight? Well, tonight I'm going to go at San Diego State. I'm going to lay the 6.5, 12-0 at home. I like the ride streaks. I'm going to do it. And in the NHL, I got Carolina. Not going to argue with Minty or Casey. We're going to go over 3.5 on the team total. We're going to pay the price on the money line, and plus we're going over 6. And then to the UFC in the main event, Ilya Taporia. I think he's going to knock out Alexander Volkanovsky. He's going to get the win. Let's play him on the money line. Robert Whitaker by decision. You can get around even money. And a little parlay for the people. Rob Devalashili and Anthony Hernandez. Pair them up. You get plus 102 at BetMGM. There you go. Three plays, two winners, and a parlay in the UFC. Absolutely love it. There you go. UFC 298 tomorrow. My plays, I'm going all college hoops, and then I'm tailing my guy Cody in NASCAR at Daytona. New Mexico plus six and a half tonight against San Diego State. I think they're the better team. SDSU is so good at home, but New Mexico needs a win like this. I think they keep that game close. I'm taking Maryland tomorrow plus the points against Illinois. Sorry, Jake. Think the Terps keep it close, win that game. That's a stinky spot for Illinois. Give me Kansas in a pick em against Oklahoma. You know, I think Kansas is overrated, but I think Oklahoma is overrated too. I like getting a Bill Self team off of a bad loss. And then Kentucky, first half against Auburn tomorrow. The Wildcats have lost three straight games at home. Their defense is horrendous. They are going to come out like gangbusters against Auburn. College game day is going to be there. That place is going to be rocking. Give me Kentucky in the first half. And then Kyle Busch, 14-1. to to win Daytona. Go check out the podcast. Cody Zeeb detailed why. I'm telling them. Love me a good narrative bet. Give me Kyle Bush 14 to 1. Awesome week of shows. Mark, a lot of fun, man. Great stuff. Make sure you check out the podcast. Thanks to Jake. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to downtown Mike Brown as well. Nick and Ken back on Monday. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We will uh we will talk to you later on in the show. Good luck on all your bets. This was You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.